This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Well, this morning, I'm talking with Dr. Lindsay Philpott, health services researcher and epidemiologist at Mayo Clinic. And you know what? During Wellness Wednesday, during this series during the pandemic, we have talked about the subject of loneliness, but we really put the focus in on senior citizens. And I think it's an important subject to revisit the subject of loneliness as you know we're a year into the pandemic, uh, but not just how it's affected senior citizens, but all. But, um, but it's my understanding that... Um, you know, other groups have been affected more than others. So, Dr. Philpott, thank you for joining The Current's Morning Show. Thank you for having me, Jill. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, I understand that um, there's a study that you and your colleagues recently published, you and your colleagues from Mayo Clinic, and it was a loneliness study. So can you tell me about that study? Absolutely. So, you know, entering into the early days of the pandemic, um, we have a number of public policy and interventions that were created to help mitigate the risk of the spread of COVID-19 and to protect our infrastructure services like hospitals and places of care delivery. Now, these policies and interventions altered what we call our normative social behaviors. So we were no longer having coffee or lunch with friends. We were no longer attending PTA meetings or joining our religious services or celebrations. So as a research team, we were really curious to see how these altered social behaviors were impacting the social well-being and wellness of individuals in our communities. So we'd previously been collecting insight onto um, social well-being from a large group of individuals across our region before the pandemic. So we had an opportunity to re-reach out to those people and look for changes from a pre-pandemic state where we knew we were going about our normal social lives and social behaviors to during the pandemic and shelter in time place to see how are individuals really experiencing um, their social lives. Yeah, and I gotta, I gotta think that there was a big impact there. So what were some of your most surprising findings? Well, overall, we observed that individuals were experiencing significantly lower levels of friendship and companionship during their shelter-in-place directives than before that. This might not be surprising as we all lost our ability to have passive social interaction Mm -hmm. at the workplace, at our children's basketball games, at church. So early on, our attention was really focused on making sure our loved ones were safe and that, that we were also in this transitioning to these new norms. Um, which might have been impacting our feelings of friendship. But when we dug a little deeper, what we really found that was that there were certain groups that were having a tougher time than others. For example, women in our sample were experiencing feelings of loneliness to a much greater degree than men. And then we also observed that individuals with poor mental and physical health abilities were experiencing greater degrees of loneliness as well. But, you know, our findings weren't all troubling. We did observe that most people were experiencing an increased sense of what we call emotional support. Mm. Emotional support being the level of love and support and reinsurance that an individual feels. When we talk about loneliness um, and how it affects our lives, how it affects our social connections, I think it's always important, um, you know, to point out and to have you point out, you know, the difference between like loneliness and being alone. So loneliness is a sense of where we anticipate or we want a certain degree of social connection with others, but we don't feel like we're, we're getting what we need in order to be fulfilled. Where we can be alone and we can feel like, and we can feel as though we're thriving. Maybe we have hobbies that we enjoy individually. Maybe we like to read books and we, we have that alone time that can be very reinvigorating and rejuvenating to individuals. But loneliness is when that gets to a place where it feels like it makes you feel sad. It makes you feel unhappy with how your social interaction or social relationships are going. 
I'm talking with Dr. Lindsay Philpott, and health services researcher and epidemiologist at Mayo Clinic, uh, talking about a new loneliness study from Mayo Clinic. And I just want to jump back a little bit to talk a little bit more about the findings. I mean, it's pretty clear that women have really been affected by the pandemic. You know, what were some of the factors there? So in our study, um, we women were experiencing significantly higher degrees of loneliness during the pandemic than prior to it. Mm-hmm. We know that women have been experiencing several factors as a result of the pandemic, high rates of job loss or decisions to leave the work environment. You know, the work environment is typically a place of social support and connection for individuals. So this disruption in our typical working environment could have been making women feel more isolated and lonely. Mm-hmm. Women also took on uh, increased responsibilities for the care of loved ones, including children, individuals with disabilities, older family members during the pandemic. Women are so great about giving of themselves to care for others, but this can often make individuals feel more depleted and then more isolated from those around them. We give and we give and we give, but sometimes this makes it, this can make us feel even more lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> As a woman, <laughs> I can relate to that. Absolutely. Um, all right, so what can we do with these findings? I mean, what is the big, big takeaway here? So our findings highlight that we've experienced a great deal during this pandemic, not just financially and physically, but also emotionally and within our social relationships. We have an opportunity to be intentional about our need for social support and social connection by reaching out to others. We're social animals by nature. We need love and support and companionship in order to really be happy and healthy and thrive in our lives. So during these times of social strain and stress, it's important to not only be helpful to one another, but also to be present with one another. Well, it sounds like, um, you know, some of the big advice there could be how important it is to to try to reach out in some way. Absolutely. So we can think of a couple avenues to really foster these social relationships during these times. Um, First, we've got um, technology to safely connect with others through the pandemic. We've got the use of FaceTime and Zoom has really exploded. But what I would challenge individuals to think about is not just to reach out to others, but to be vulnerable during those interactions. So open up and share how you are feeling and how you're experiencing life. Ask people that we care about, how are you doing? And don't accept okay as a response. Nudge them to expand. Nudge to really learn and really hear and understand one another. This will really foster feelings of emotional support and friendship that can help stave off those feelings of loneliness and isolation. Yeah, I, I really like how you point that out. Just don't accept okay. I, I have some <laughs> friends that they get a little annoyed with me because when I ask how they're doing, they say, okay, and I respond, how are you really doing? Absolutely. So important to really um, help not only ourselves feel more connected, but then pull out those that we love and we care about and really push them to understand their world. Well, you know what? We will put a link to this study and the the results from Dr. Lindsay Philpott and her colleagues at Mayo Clinic. This new study concerning, you know, social issues around the pandemic and uh, kind of the big picture of how loneliness um, has come into play. So thank you so much for joining this morning and uh, and talking about this topic and talking about this study. Thank you so much, Jill. It's been a pleasure. You are listening to The Current's Morning Show. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggel, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.